You are listening to the Christian Worship Center Podcast. For more information about our church, please visit us at cwcstillwell.com. We hope you enjoy this message. I'm not going to hold you long tonight. Uh, before I even get started, though, um, so the uh, the Spirit of the Lord would have you, anybody that is needing justice in a situation, I need you to stand. I'm not going to, you know, call you out. I don't know you by name or anything like that, but you need justice. You need God's justice to turn something around. Now the Spirit of the Lord would say to you that when you take your hands off of it and begin to walk in the righteousness and let it go, you will see His justice come into this situation. Everybody reached towards these people and we're going to pray for them. Heavenly Father, we just release your gracious love of justice in their life. We thank you for the direction that you have told them to go. We thank you for the righteousness that they're going to seek. The right standing. The railroad track of their mind that keeps them going around and around and around on it. And keeps them from having victory of walking in daily, ordinary life. Because this situation is in there. We release that off of them right now. We release the chains that are tying them to that right now. And they are releasing it into your hand of justice. And they're going to write it down. Tonight, God is going to bring justice into their situation. We thank you, Father. Your word is true. Your spirit is true. And it has never lied. And you will redeem this time. Amen and amen. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When the pastor asked me last week to um, speak, there just really isn't anything but... One thing kind of going clickety-clack in my mind, and it's a now-now thing, and that's that's kind of weird to say, but it's a now-now. There's a now that's happening in our church, and there's a now that's happening in the church. Now, that didn't make any sense. I get it. An outpouring that I don't want to say is coming because it's here. Okay? So that's the now. And what is here is the now. But there is more to come, okay? There's more to come. And I don't want to, you know, uh, I told Pastor, and he, and he had mentioned it here the other night, or Sunday, you know, we can't call it a revival because we've done been revived. We can't call it an awakening because it's done been awakened. You know, we are in an outflow and uh, an outpour and, and an overflow, and I'm not sure what they're going to call it, and and uh, but we are stepping in the waters of it, and so I don't want to push it out any. I don't want the Holy Spirit to think that I'm not honoring Him for what He is doing right now, because we are in a place that we have never been before. 
And so I just kind of want to touch on some things that that uh, I have referred to in the past, if you've said under me, that happened in 1998. There was a Brownsville revival going on. And, of course, we were in Bodunk, Westville, and didn't know what a Brownsville was, right? You know, you hear about it years later. And so, and then the Toronto, and it was happening at the same time. It was in the late 90s. And uh, Westville got hit in the late 90s at the at a church that we were attending. And... Um, so we, we've talked about it amongst my friends and, and how a, a pastor come in to hold a revival and the singing started and people just poured to the altars for no reason. No word went forth. You know, they just poured and they poured night after night. This happened in, um, in Sheila Purim. Purim? Purim? What are we in? Oklahoma. We're in Oklahoma Purim, Hebrew Purim. This happened, actually, my mother's birthday was the 16th, which was Monday. And it happened the week prior. So last week, it happened in 1998 in Westville. So it was the very same time of of the outpouring. And, you know, we had, I don't know, 50-plus got saved, rededicated their lives, 30-some-odd got filled with the Holy Spirit, Kids, I mean, from the time I mean, little ones to older, we it was just crazy wild, and we all sit aghast. But what we've come to find out was we didn't know how to steward that. We did not know how to steward such a power of God. We were not learned, and it was of nobody's fault. Truly, it was not. Not blaming it on the pastor, not blaming it on anybody. We just had never been there. So there is some things that I learned, me and Charlie learned from that. And there is some things that are happening now in our lives that we can learn from that I'm going to pull. I'm not going to hold you long. I'm going to go uh, hopefully quickly. But this is about the most haphazard uh, thing I've ever thrown at you. If you like the Old Testament, you're going to love this one. We're going to run with the Old Testament. We're going to do some things. Because I'm not going to read a lot. I've got some things going on and some thoughts going on and some questions that goes on. But have you ever bragged about God and then brought brought your friends to church and God did nothing? Anybody ever been there? (laughs) And you're like, oh my gosh, you hate to just brag because what if, right? What if? Okay, so Ezra was in the same boat because I just went through the Bible because I thought, Lord, I you know, kind of sort of did this, and, and I've done this, and you guys are doing this. But there is an answer to the bragging. There's an answer to the bragging. So uh, Ezra in, um, it's in 8, I ain't got 8 up there, but he's, he proclaimed a fast, you know. Ezra was fixing to go and carry all of the earthly, or all the, all the temple goods. And I mean, this was money, gold, silver, tons of money. And they were going to go through the desert to where Nehemiah had rebuilt the temple. And he said, and then I proclaimed a fast. And there was a reason for this fast. He's scared. At the river Havav, that we may humble ourselves before our God and to seek him for a safe journey for ourselves, our children, and our goods. Now look at this. (laughs) For I was ashamed. Now, this is actually in your King James. 
I was ashamed to ask the king for a band of soldiers and horsemen to protect us against the enemy on our way. Since we had already told the king, the hand of our God is so for good on all who seek him. And the power of his wrath is against all who forsake him. He was bragging. Why don't we brag on God, right? But he had bragged on him. He hated to go back and ask the king. Will you protect us? I just got through telling you my God's so big and powerful. He's going to kick anybody in the hiney if they get us. So he was ashamed to go back. Don't be ashamed if you don't. I mean, to ask for them to come and God don't show up like you want him to. Okay? Because he does. So we fasted and implored to God and he listened to our entry. Okay, I think I skipped one or two, but that's all right. He did what he said he was going to do. God covered them. He took them through the wilderness, through the dangerous territory, and he got them there. Guys, don't be ashamed to bring your friends to outpourings. You know, because sometimes, and you'll think, man, God, you just didn't show up. Sunday night, Monday night, what happened? I'm so confused, right? You know, outpouring. Then the next is the normal night. And we would all come expecting. We had the same anticipation on Sunday night as we had on Monday night. And different. Do not put God in a box and think he's going to act the same way every night. That's where we get messed up at. That's where we get messed up. So, God will always be there. You can brag on him anytime. Because I grant you that no matter what takes place in this service, as long as we are keep it fasting and praying and seeking for him, it's all going to be good. And their, their hearts will be touched. They may be touched in a different way than what we think should have been done. But do not compare nights, okay? We can do that. When the outpouring truly falls upon us, Don't catch yourself comparing. It was a very big trap for us. And when it didn't happen, great disappointment, great falling away. We didn't steward what happened. We didn't disciple the people that had came. We did nothing but go, what? Where you at, God? We just didn't know what to do. This church is maturing. We're growing We're understanding, but hear me and remember, because I may be kind of tend to forgetful, but y'all are younger crowd. So you all will remember, oh, we cannot compare nights. We're going to invite our friends anyway, because Jesus will show up in their heart. Jesus may not manifest like you want him to manifest, but he's going to show up in their hearts. So don't you dare withhold your people from being ashamed. Good? Amen. Okay. So. Offenses come. And Elijah. As the Lord of hosts lives. Before whom I stand. Elijah says this. Surely were it not that I regarded the presence of Jehoshaphat. Judah, king of Judah. I would not even look at you. Nor see you. Now bring me a position. Anybody ever read this one? I know everybody else has, but 
Anybody read this one? Now, let me tell you what happened. So, a king dies. Ahab dies. <laughs> the enemy decides, I'm not going to pay tribute to you no more, you old kings. There was three of them from Israel. He said, I'm not going to pay you no more money. I'm going to go fight you. So, they all go, let's settle up. Let's go fight. And then they get scared. Because they run hard for seven days and they didn't have no water. <laughs> so, so they go, is there a prophet in the house? The prophet was with them. <laughs> the prophet was with them. Elijah said, I'm so mad at you. I was with you this whole time. I am the prophet and you didn't even know I'm a prophet. It's kind of like having dragging Brother Marty all around town and then going, is there a preacher somewhere? Anybody got a preacher that can pray for somebody? That's what they did to poor Elisha. And he said, I wouldn't even look at you if it wasn't for that one king that, you know, I like. (laughs) So offenses come in the house of God. Oh, my goodness. Did I say that? Yes, I did. Offenses will come in the house of God. But you know what he said? He said, go make the valley full of ditches. He said, because it's going to rain. You're not going to see the wind. You're not going to see the rain. But them valleys are going to be so full of water that you drink, your cattle drink, and your beasts drink. Now, I'm going to break this down just a tad bit. Offenses are going to come. And they will come in an outpouring. And somebody's going to step on your toes. Somebody's going to say the wrong thing. Somebody's going to act out of order. And offenses will come. But I'm going to tell you, if you don't do like John, like Elisha and find yourself in a corner somewhere and call the worship in on you and get over yourself, you'll not have anybody else drink from the water. You'll dry up and so will all of your family. We had families leave. They got offended for little minor things because I'm telling you, it's the little things that spoil the vine. The little foxes spoil the vine. Correct? So it's going to be real easy for you to be offended in an outpouring, believe it or not. God will keep you us covered pretty well, but he also makes you put your big boys and girls underwears on. Okay? Because unity is what brings the anointing. Unity. And how he can slip in and unune you will be every trick in the book. So you find you a solid, solid Christian that is in the word, not offended. If you can't get out of it yourself, or you will pull you, your family, and everybody else that it would have touched out. These things happened in an outpouring. These things happen in the now now, right? So we got a now, and we got an outpouring now. Don't forget. To find your worship and dig a ditch. Because your ditch is where the water's at. And that's where you're going to drink the water. The pure water. And he says, but this is a light thing for the Lord. See, we're in a move that is so... uh, Time is escalating quickly. What you young people are getting is so quick. The... the, um, the anointings, the giftings, the knowledge is 
quick to come upon you. You're not having to let go of a lot of junk. You're coming in, hitting the ground, running. And that is why it's a light thing for God. Don't let it become a burdensome thing for you. God will help you get over a fence, right? Okay. To go or not to go? Jonathan. Jonathan's daddy and him were surrounded by the enemy. They was down in a groove, and and um, Saul was over there, the King Saul, and he was eating pomegranates and drinking wine and whatever. And and Jonathan was like, "We we got to get out of here. I mean, the enemy surrounds us. We got to get out of here." But he didn't know how. And, and finally, he looked around and he said, "You know." He turned to his one friend, his arm bearer, and he said, if we go up and we climb up there where the enemy's at, and they say, come up, we'll know by the word come, God's going to give us his hand. And if he doesn't, we'll know to stay down here that God's, God don't want us to do this yet. He said, come, let us go to the garrison and uncircumcised. For nothing restrains the Lord from saving for a few or by many, right? Because sometimes as an outpouring goes, things kind of settle in, you know? You just kind of like from a revival, if you've had past experiences of revival, then you know that things kind of taper in and we kind of go back to usual. But God don't want us to stay at the usual. He really don't. And if we stay at that usual, we will come back in and we will go, should we continue or not? Should we continue or not? We've done that before. And you, if you've been in church any length of time, you know, you know, revival. Do we, do we go on or not? Should we continue in this ministry or not? We've all had to ask them questions if you've been in very long. Should we continue or not? And that is a question that you will ask God and he will give you an answer. God gave Jonathan an answer. I can't tell you it's always going to be continue every night forever. Um, and then it might be because the great await. No. The great gathering is now. The great gathering is now. The harvest, thank you. I have children I'm not leaving behind. Time is not yet. Quit looking for the great by and by and slipping out of here and flying out of here. Right? Ain't happening. Not just yet. Gonna happen. Gonna happen. We can get our we can get our excited on. But there's a great harvest. I am not so selfish that I think I need to get out of here. That is a selfish man thinking. I would love sometimes just to lay down and go on out of there. But it's not. It may be my time, but it is not. My God rules and he reigns and he is going out. And take this bride in glory. And it ain't going to be with just a few. It will be with many. Okay? 
So let's get the sweet by and by, I'll fly away out of our mind right now. That is a great comfort, and it comforts me. But it is not the now. We're not in that season yet. Because my God's fixing to do crazy, crazy things by your hand. By your hand. People. Those that are looking. Those that are seeking. Those that are fasting. You ain't showing up here on Wednesday night for nothing. You are here because you want more of an almighty God. And he is showing you there's more coming. By your hand, it will be done. By your mouth, when you speak it, it will be done. According to your word that you speak out of your mouth, the word of God, it is coming. Amen? So the Lord saved Israel that day, and the battle shifted to a different battle. That's all I can tell you. Go read the rest of it. It didn't end well. There was another battle that Jonathan had to go through. So it's just kind of one after another. I was telling a friend tonight, you know, Satan wants to weary the saints. If you just feel like you're going into one stage and you fight that battle and then something else pops up and... Then something else pops up, and if it ain't your finances, it's your health, it ain't the health, it's his children, it's blah, 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 blah. These things are, and, and guess what? That's exactly what happens as we go right into the next battle. That's time. But it's okay because he gave us shoes and a whole armor to run the race. You are not unprotected. You are very, very protected. One of my favorite men, Obed-Edom. And the ark remained at the house of Obed-Edom. Three months. And the Lord blessed him. People, people, people. This is just burning in me. Three months. The, the word three months has burned in me for a week. And I don't know what it means, and it don't matter, and it may be just me, and it may be for us, it may not be for us, but we're in a now-now, okay? Three months of blessing, so blessed that people had to run and go, David, what is happening at Obed-Edom's house? God's over there. How? I want to ask... just shoot off. How could it be? Some of you guys, some of y'all think real quick. How could somebody have seen a blessing in Obed-Edom's eyes or house? Fire? Anybody else got a thought? Put your thinkers on. I know I caught you off guard, but uh, did did somebody give him a new mule and and pack? You know, and what did more stuff? It was beyond. Did everything give birth? You know, was the crops just so big that it blew their mind? This is where my mind goes. I'm like, how did people know that 
in three months. I don't know that if, 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 uh, if George here was blessed for three months that I would notice that if George didn't tell me, right? Right? Something was so tangible about that home, the entire home, that somebody went snitched on him. David, man, dude, you better get this thing out of there. This guy is running over with blessings. That's what's going to happen. I'm telling you, the word of God is speaking. Receive it. That's what's going to happen at the house of Christian worship. The blessing, whatever that looks like. We are going to come under a blessing. It's word. The new has come. I make all things new. Hey, I could stand a blessing, right? Could y'all stand some blessings? Such a powerful blessing that the world steps back and goes, gosh, Karen, what'd you do? Win the lottery? Right? You know, we want to know, what what are you doing? I want people to see you and go, wow, what's going on with you guys? How's this happening? How is this happening? That is what we are going to fall under if, if we are sold out with the presence that he took so serious. If you go on over into Chronicles, you'll find out where Obed-Edom was a gatekeeper. He sold out, left all of the farm that was blessed, took him and his wife and his kids, and he became the gatekeeper for that ark. The presence is what he did. He gatekeeped that presence. So if CWC, the people in CWC, if we can gatekeep the presence... And call it holy. And call it pure. And keep it holy. And keep it pure. And keep our nasty man hands off of it. Then we will be blessed as Obed-Edom. But guys, this is hard to do. Now I'm going back to a time where that was hard to do. And it's going to be just as hard. Because we are human. And we will want to touch an ark. We will want to be like the guys that died. We want to steady it and put our hands on God's holy thing. Because we're human. Exactly, George. Help us, Lord. That we honor the presence of God in here. That we not try to make it about us. And it's all about him. He went on. And he was director over the harps. Hello. He even had a gift he never used. Obviously. He was in the music business. Along with the other you know, leader, that Chenanea. He was the leader and the instructor of music. If you don't think music wasn't important, you just read up in your Old Testament about David and how, how the key of David was so important. We go on and we will find where 68, 68 of his kids were gatekeepers. 
68 fell into ministry right behind him. Let me tell you, that's what I want. How many of you want your children to fall in behind you and do greater and bigger things than you ever thought about doing? That's what we want. We want our ceiling to be their floor. We want them to dance on our ceiling of what we found in the Lord. That they find greater and better and newer things and greater mercies and more astronomical things that they are creators. Oh my goodness. You look at what's been created over the last 20, 30, 40 years. And should the Lord tarry, what is going to be created in the next? Are we going to be the Jepsons? You know, running around in that. No, no wheels. I couldn't wait for that as a child to be in the Jepsons. Didn't happen. I just knew 2000, we, 2002 or 2000, year 2000, we'd be in the Jepson stage. But we don't know. But I want our children to be the creators of it. The minds. Them to have mind-blowing things in creative things. That is where increase comes into your home. Having the smartest kids around. And into a, and, and it helps their whole um, the whole county, the whole state, wherever they live, having intelligent children. Pray that. Creative things. This kind. I'm just going to touch on this just a minute. However, this kind goes out by prayer and fasting. And there will be this kind. There will be this kind that shows up in our services. But we cannot get distracted by this kind. That's what happened. We got so distracted by the this kind. And I will say it was the demonic is what the reference here is. We got so distracted by it, we forgot about the presence. Do not get distracted by this kind. It's there. Deal with it. Walk on. Leave it. God will fix it. God's going to help you. Use wisdom. Do not go chasing. It's okay. It's okay. Because God has got everybody equipped to deal. Okay? Because I don't want to give him any space because he robbed an entire church of it last time. Because we looked here not here. We cannot do that again. We cannot do that again. Just keep in mind. Wisdom and knowledge. And that's what Solomon wanted. And people, that's what we want. I'm going to close with this. That's all that God wants you to ask for. And he said, because Solomon, you asked for me wisdom and knowledge. I'm going to give you all this other stuff. People, there is requirements for the righteous. There's requirements to be righteous and in right standing with a holy God. There is a requirement to host the ark of God's presence. And it is a very weighty 
very weighty. But it's not so weighty you're burdened. There is joy in it. There is joy in it. I hope, I hope tonight I've just spoke a little bit of some interesting things, some things to look forward to, some things what not to do, some things to do. But I do want you to know that we can have an Obed-Edom blessings. God has spoke that so deep in my spirit. And I can't wait. But I do want you to know, not everybody's going to find this great. There's more on here, and I'm not going to go into it. But you know, out there, even other churches, they're going to come against, and they're going to call us wicked, crazy. Probably already do to this extent. You know, we're a little weird. Guys, you got to get tough. You got to get tough skins. You got to get tough skins. What? Yeah, right. Say it again, George. Told Jesus he was demonic. Right? They're going to tell you that too. Don't engage. Okay? You just don't engage. You just come to church and be happy. Just just be as goofy as a duck. Keep coming, getting under the waterfall. Right? Don't engage. Because I want more. There's so much blessings. And I don't know what that blessing looks like. But I'm ready for it. And I'm not just looking for blessings. You know, I, I want to be able to pour out too. I want, I want the all. I want the all. And I want to be all that he wants me to be. I kind of want to be like Popeye. I am what I am. And I am what I am. Right? You know? That's who you all are. You ain't nobody else but you. Be you. And be the best you that you can be. I'm not a great teacher. I'm not compared to these other people. I'm not Pastor Marty. I'm not, you know, uh, oh my goodness, I could just go on the list, and I, but I don't want to offend anybody. We have great teachers setting up in this house that are so much better than me. But I'm telling you, we yam what we yam. And we can be the best yam that we are. Right? Everybody stand to your feet. I don't want to hold you any longer. If you wasn't at the Kingdom Builders, then you need to go back and get the videos. Uh, I really liked what the pastor said, so I bingoed it, I think, because I started at 15 till, and it's uh, 20 after. Okay? I did 30 minutes, 35 minutes. And you're supposed to go by age, you know, and you get to 60, you go backwards. People can't have their attention more than, you know. 30 minutes, 40 at the most. That's all. <laughs> so I'm like, I gotta get, gotta get it out. But it's true. It's true. We don't have attention span much past that. So I think, I think we kept there. But-